skater, pro wrestler, fighter, <laughs> Eric Spicely. What's going on, man? That's good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, first thing I want to get into is the the pro wrestling side. You know, what's going on with that side of your life? Uh, I mean, I, 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 something I love a lot, but I, I had to stop once I got signed. Uh, I think it's deemed something that's like dangerous, you know. So, uh, I remember when I first got signed, like Joe Silva was like, I asked him if I could pro wrestle. He was like, I can't tell you no, but I would highly recommend you don't do that. <laughs> uh, which usually means like, don't fucking do that at all. All right. Well, you see Cowboy Cerrone going around flying through the air and jumping uh, on with those suits yeah, and stuff. But Cowboy you know, is Cowboy, risky. though, you know? Like, Cowboy can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a nobody, you know? Well, hey, I'm looking for equal opportunities for everybody, man. <laughs> you know, like, a big topic right now in uh, in MMA is the, the judging. You know, it's been very controversial as of late. And I wanted to get yeah. your thoughts on this new thing that they're trying out in Kansas. I think this weekend is the open scoring. Have you heard about this? I've heard about it, but I don't. I didn't read about it. I don't know what that means. Uh, most of my fights, like I've only ever had like two decisions, maybe two mm-hmm. or three. So uh, I either finish or get finished. So that's that's. I yeah, I, I really have no idea about that. I I couldn't tell you what it what it means at all. Can you explain it to me? I. I yeah, yeah. Well, what what they do yeah. is after every round, they'll tell everybody the score, the judges' scores. So the fighters will know, the coaches oh. will know, and the audience will know. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like that. Do you think that would have a big if, effect or impact on the fight? I feel like if you know you're you're winning, then you're gonna coast or mm-hmm. like you're gonna be less inclined to finish the fight. Uh, Cause like the big thing is like uh, you know a lot of the I've cornered a bunch and like the guy comes back to the corner he's like did I win that round did I get that round you know like and I think that makes the person perform better or perform stronger because that is the little doubt in the back of your head like oh I don't know how that round went or whatever um so yeah I don't know I feel like that'd be really uncomfortable I I think like letting the fans know but like letting the fighters know seems really weird yeah in Japan they've been doing it. Pancrase, they've been doing really? it for the past couple of years. And what they do is they announce it in the arena on the loudspeaker. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's weird. Well, then man. I guess it's like it could help. Like if you know you lost, then you could, mm-hmm. you know, step up to try to win. Because uh, it's, it's bad when guys lose and they're surprised. You know, they're like, oh, I thought I was winning the whole fight and I just lost a split decision or something. And they're shocked. You know, like maybe uh, Jones versus Reyes. Like he was shocked that he lost. So I guess I could help. I don't know. That just seems so crazy to me. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what happens. Like I'm, you're already like so. It's such a high stress environment. Like you're already, like I don't. I think that would like another thing to think about would just be fucking. That would kill me. You know, like it would just be like, oh okay, I just lost this round. Like I'm getting beat up, and then they just announced to everyone that I lost the round too. It's like it just seems like it'd be too much. Yeah, um, I think Invicta's doing it. So. We'll, yeah, the ladies will it, kick it off, that. which is kind of uh, yeah, that's unique. Super and uh, wild. yeah, man, it's uh, I'm interested to see what happens. But uh, I, like it on can the, be on good, the big, it can be on bad. The, on like the big jumbotron, are they going to put the scores and stuff? Like, I don't know about that. For everyone to see, probably most likely because it's open, so everybody's going to see it. It's probably like um, what I thought it would be it would be like a basketball game or a football game. There's going to be a scoreboard. And on the scoreboard yeah, yeah. would be your That's name I mean. and your opponent's name. You know, like the old blood sport. <laughs> and then they put yeah, the scores yeah. up and they get to see it. But that's what I mean. Like when you're fighting, you're so focused on what's in front of you. Like if I start 
looking up and I'm like seeing the scoring. Like I think that would just distract me too much. It's like when you're in the middle of the octagon and you look at the clock. You know, like how fighters will look at the yeah. clock. I've never done that before, but like I see people doing that. I'm like, that's crazy. There's a guy trying to kill you and you're like, oh, I wonder how much time is left. And then like you're looking at it, you're thinking about it, you're kind of tired. It's just like it seems like it would go all downhill. You know what I mean? And you see the score for now. Me, for me at least. That's what I mean. For me at least, I feel like it would just be <laughs> – I would start to spiral or something like, or I'd yeah. be just thinking about that instead of thinking about trying to win. Yeah, it's it's, it's a very unique situation right there for uh, the fighters yeah. that are going to be involved with that. But, but uh, like, we'll how see. is that going think... to help yeah. scoring? I don't understand how that's going to help scoring at all. Like the judging is what's the issue. Like, I don't think like announcing the scores is going to help your bad judging. You know? Yeah, that that's definitely true. You know, it's it's just I think it's just for the for the fans. To be honest with you, I don't think it's for anybody that's really yeah. impacted fully from the results okay all right that's weird yeah it is weird i definitely don't um, i definitely don't want to see that ever <laughs> now um let's get into you know your last fight your return to the ufc six days yeah. notice greenville new contract yeah. fight of the night bonus there's so much going on in that yeah. seven day span right um now yeah. with 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 the fight you know, it was a fight of the night. It was a great fight back and forth. You get that money. You know, that's yeah. something that is always good. You get some financial freedom. I I saw that you wanted to invest in yourself. Did you get to do that? I was actually going to go to Vegas and train, but then I was supposed to buy Puna. So the guy that I was going to train with, like I was going to train at his gym. So then I couldn't do that. I went to Europe. I did a bunch of striking there. I went to Amsterdam uh and i worked with alice overeem's old coach and stuff like that so yeah I, I got to definitely invest myself and go and learn new things i was supposed to go to thailand for this fight for like the first month but then the coronavirus thing happened and yeah. they canceled all my flights and like it was just like a big mess like i had like two flights canceled and all last minute like the day i was supposed to leave uh my connection was actually in wuhan so it was just like a big nightmare yeah but they didn't say anything. Like, they didn't even let us know. I had to, like, look mm -hmm. online. I was just like, maybe I should check. And then I looked, and they were like, oh, all flights have been canceled. It's like, fuck, man. You could have emailed me or something. Like, I was about to – like, I had everything packed. I was about to go to the airport. And I just, like – I looked on Twitter, actually, on their Twitter feed. Because someone was like, oh, they always post all their stuff on Twitter. Uh, like, airline companies, like, cancellations or, you know, emergencies. And it was there. And I'm like, it's so annoying. I was going to go train a Tiger Muay Thai, actually. Yeah, better safe than sorry. But let's go back to the the European trip. Um, how was that environment compared to, let's say, you know, TriStore or any of the gyms that you trained at Stayside? Um, it was good. It was great. I mean, I, I like getting new perspectives. I like training with different guys. Uh, they go a lot harder in amps in like uh, mm. you know Europe. Like they do small glove sparring like full out, and I'm like, <laughs> this is crazy. You know, like. It, and like they just fight there it's like a fight every time you're sparring instead of like 16s maybe trying not to give each other concussions you know um but i like to I, I like traveling i like training with new people it kind of makes me stay sharper that way mm -hmm. and i got to work on a lot of stuff for this fight sorry yeah Continues. definitely definitely um you're supposed to return at ufc boston right and yeah what exactly happened with that situation you were injured but how did you get injured you know what happened uh, I actually got into a car accident. Somebody T-boned me oh. on my side. And, uh, yeah, it was just, like, bad timing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just – I was really injured. I couldn't – I tried to, like, train. Like, so I got into a car accident on Wednesday. 
Um, I hit my head pretty bad on my window and broke my side window, my uh, mm-hmm. driver's side window. So then I, I was like, all right, I'm fine, I'm fine, whatever. I sparred on Friday, and I just kept vomiting, like, all the time. So then my coaches were like, dude, you're, you're not fighting. Like, this is crazy. Uh, and it was the car that I bought with the bonus money, like this. I got the, a classic Saab uh, convertible, like, mint condition and it was just like a young kid who didn't even have his license, and he just took the wrong turn, and he just smashed it into me going fast. Uh, um, and it just, yeah, I had to pull pull out. How long did it take for you to get back to back to normal? You know, when you, where you could get back into training. It took like six months. Like it was pretty bad um, because I just had you know the fight of the night. I took a lot of punches there, and then it's like the car accident. I hit my head again, and. Uh, it's tough to like, you know, not rush it. Like I went and I was just training in Europe. I'm just hitting pads. And then I'd see sparring going on. I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to jump in. Like I feel good. And then like you get hit and you're like, oh, okay, I'm not good. You know, it's, it's just so hard to rush like head stuff, especially because you never know, you know, it could take a month or it could take like when I see guys getting knocked out and then fighting again in three months, like it blows my mind. It's great that you have good self-control, man. Like most guys don't have it. Like you said, they get knocked out three months later. They're back in there. They might even get knocked out again that quick. That's what I, well, that's, it's like, I don't want to lose because like my body isn't holding up. I don't, I don't like if I, if I lose because of my ability, like the guy just outclassed me, then I understand. But if I can't take a shot and I get dropped, you know, like when I fought Darren Stewart, I had two concussions before that and I got dropped with a jab, you know, and it's like, that's frustrating to me because like when I fought Duran, it's like I can take a shot. You know what I mean? It's not that my ability lost and not taking away from Darren, but it's like it's frustrating to, you know, be injured and then like not be able to fight at your 100 percent ability and capability. So it's like, why risk it? You know, and, and I had made money like it's like I didn't need to fight. I wanted to fight because it was my hometown. But, you know, it's like you got to put pride aside and kind of be smarter about especially like with you know, getting a second chance in the UFC, you got to be a lot smarter. Definitely. Now, you were rescheduled for UFC Columbus against Puna Soriano. Yeah. He pulls out and is rebooked immediately after that. Was yeah. that kind of a weird sequence of events? It was 100, 100% weird. Because, like, if I'm pulling out of a fight, it's because I, like, I absolutely can't fight. And I definitely can't fight three months later. Like, that, you know what I mean? Like, like I said with the Boston thing, like, I got hurt and, like, there was just no way I could fight again in the next four months. Like, it's just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So, and he pulled out, like, early. Like, he pulled out eight weeks out, like, something like that. Eight or seven weeks out. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was really weird. I was excited to fight him. He's a tough guy. I think uh, I think my opponent now is much tougher, which is good. I like tough fights. But, yeah, it was just, it was very strange. I saw that, and I was like, that's really weird to be rebooked already uh, after pulling out of a fight. Like, when I pulled out, it's not like they even called me for a while, you know? Well, you know, at least you got a replacement. Sometimes they'll pull guys, and then the other guys just sit sitting on the island, you know what I mean? Like, what do I do yeah. for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy to fight. Like I said, I, I'd fight anybody. My manager didn't even, you know, he knows that I'm going to accept anyone they ask. So, like, he texted me, and he was like, hey, Puna's out. Do you want Roman Kopilov accepted and i was like yeah of course and he was like yeah i already said yes i just wanted to make sure you know double check or whatever like i'm i'm not gonna say no and it's good that like it's a lefty you know yeah roman you know he's a former fight night middleweight champ uh, a guy that came up in the european scene you know what are your thoughts on him um he fought my this guy carl robinson that i know and and uh you know carl's more of a kickboxer and i think carl worked him and then submitted him which is where i'm stronger at so 
Uh, I think he's tough. I think he's good. Uh, I think it's not going to be an easy fight. I think it's going to be like, a, you know, I have to, I've been training hard and like, I, I think it's going to be a tough fight, you know? I, I didn't I didn't see too much of him before he got signed, so it was a little tough. Like I had to kind of catch up, and it's hard to judge like the fights before the UFC. Like when guys are kind of on the European scene, and uh, you know you're, yeah, I don't know. I like I said, it's always tough, and then they get signed, and then they don't do well. You know what I mean? Training wise, you know, I mean, you you you, you were preparing for Puna, but. Is it enough notice to where you don't really have to make too many changes to your camp? Yeah, it was it was plenty of notice. Like I said, they're both lefties. Um, they do have different styles. Like Rapun is coming forward a lot and trying to knock you. You know what I mean? He's trying to yeah. throw. He's throwing bombs only, a hundred percent. And Roman kind of backs up a little bit more. He counters a little bit more. He's got like a karate style. Uh, so it, you know, we had to tweak some things, but it wasn't that much. It wasn't you know, if it was like. A week's notice, it might be a little different, but it was plenty of time. TriStar, you know, there's so many bodies up there, so many guys, so many high-level athletes. You know, who are you working with closely for this fight? Uh, I'm working with a lot of guys. Got like this guy, Harris, who's a up-and-coming 170. He's really good, good lefty. Uh, Olivier Albon-Mercier, Andrew Sanchez. Um, this guy, Jaron Buckner, has been really helping me a lot. Mandel Nalo, who's in the he's in Bellator, he's a 55er who's really good, but he's very long and he's tricky. Uh, Joe Duffy, pretty much just like the regular crew of guys that are here. Um, and then like people come in and out all the time, you know, like uh, Mark Andre Barrio comes in, like a bunch of other guys are coming from Europe, like Nazareth comes here. Uh, so it's like you never know, you know. Um, I was working with Roberto Soledek a lot, the guy, the KSW champion. Yeah. Do you know who he is? Yeah, I do. He's very, very, very good striker, very good lefty, um, and he helped me a lot for this fight. I saw Johnny Walker's up there too. Did you get to work with him? A oh yeah, bit? yeah, Johnny was here. Yeah, I sparred with Johnny a bunch, but he's a bit, uh, you know, he's a wild man. So yeah. <laughs> um, it was more to help him than it was to help me. But uh, uh. yeah, like he's he's he worked hard. He had a crazy camp. I think this is probably the hardest he's ever trained. Um, you know, he's just. If you spar with him, like you got to be careful. Like he jump knees and spinning wheel kicks, and you know he's a big, big guy. And uh, yeah, it was weird. Like he's some guys are two o fivers, and he's like a real two o fiver, like a six five. Like you know, and he's athletic. Like uh, the first time we sparred, he jump kneed me, and I looked at him like, "Come on, man, please don't fucking, please don't knock me out. Like this is crazy." Yeah, he just he just left the other day. Oh, he just left the okay. other day. We know you're a beast, man, on the ground, but you've been getting knockouts lately, and you mentioned that you went to Europe, work on sharpening up your striking more, you know, like, is that the main uh, focus that you've been working on for the past, like, let's say a year is the hands, the, the knees, the kids? Yeah. The thing, the thing is, like, confidence mostly. Like, I, I would always work on my striking, but I would never feel confident to let it go. And, like, at this level, on the ground, like, you have to hurt guys, you have to wear them out, you know what I mean? You can't just take somebody, like... There's very few people like Damian Maya that can do that. Like even Jacare, you know, it's mostly stand up and then he hurts the guy and then takes him down and submits him. So I've just been working on getting like more well-rounded. Uh, you know, you have to fight standing up. Every fight starts on your feet. And it's more exciting. You know what I mean? Like I think the most fun I ever had was fighting Deron Wynn. Like it was just, you know, like so much fun. So uh, it's good to know that like I, I can hurt people and I can take a shot stuff like that. Is that like the? Is that kind of like a focus of yours moving forward? Is like I need to hurt these guys on the feet 
rock them and then take their neck some you know take their arm take their leg is that kind of like the the sequence that you're looking for i i think i mean it, just the way the fights are going nowadays like you have like everyone's so good that's what i'm saying like the days of just taking guys down and submitting them are over like it's like you gotta you have to be competitive on the feet and like you also have to be able to transition to the ground really well it's just the same thing with wrestling like you have to be able to wrestle in some capacity you know what i mean so I would love to just knock guys out. I would love to, you know what I mean? Like, I tried to knock Duran out. Uh, six days notice, I was pretty tired. But, like, I hit him with some, you know, some good shots. And um, I was able to stay in the fight, you know, like I said, despite short notice, big weight cut. Like, uh, I think it's important. I think it's important to be competitive on the feet. It's going to only open up your jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? In the past, you've... I've seen that you said you've been online. You kind of go in there and read a little bit of what people write, you know, about the sport and about you, yourself. Do you still do that? Yeah. No, I stopped. Uh, but also, like, I think people just kind of gave me a little bit more respect. Like, at first, it was pretty bad. Like, the shit they were saying was... I remember when I was fighting Tiago Santos, like, Reddit was... Uh, ooh, it was rough, man. Like, they were saying it was going to be the first public execution in UFC history. Oh. Uh, somebody asked if I had sex with Joe Silva's daughter, and he was punishing me. <laughs> like, it was bad. Um, and you just let it get to you, which is stupid. Like, it's fucking, you know. I'm the one fighting in front of millions of people. Like, who the fuck cares what this guy's saying, you know? Uh, but it's, I think, actually, I've just been getting a lot more love um, in recent years versus, like, when I first got signed, which I think is normal for anybody. They don't know you. You're new. They don't know what you're capable of. So, uh, I, it's very rare that like people talk shit to me now. Is is Twitter worse or Reddit? What do you think? Reddit's definitely worse, dude. Reddit is, it's a black hole, man. It's it can get real bad. There was one fight when I fought Alessio DiCirico, and I submitted him in like a minute and a half, and I forgot. I usually like I have a lot of body hair, and I forgot to shave my back. And all they were talking about is how I didn't shave my back and I had these angel wings and they couldn't believe they let my friends let me go out there like that. Like, oh yeah, sick win, but fuck, man. That guy needs to shave his back. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Like nothing is good enough for the fans, you know? And I submitted him with a triangle in a minute and a half without getting punched. And the only thing you're focusing on is like my back hair. Yeah, I think that, that submission was ranked like top 10 that year from what I remember. Uh, I think the uh, Tiago Santos one was. Oh, okay, that was okay. that one was of those were, one of those submissions, and it was ranked yeah. like number two upset of the year or something like that. Sick, sick. Yeah. Now, one last thing before I let you go, you know, success in combat sports. I know you, you've been around the sport for a long time. You're you're hitting your second run in the UFC. What do you look at it as? Like, do you look at it like legacy is more important for a fighter or money or was, is it titles? What is it for you? <sighs> I mean, success is for everyone. It's very different. You know, it's. Like, I, I want to compete at the highest level. Uh, and I, I just want to... I want to win, but I also want to be appreciated for what I've accomplished and what I've done. And I think that, to me, is success. Like, you know, there's so many guys that don't win belts that are beloved, you know? And I think that because of their fighting style, because of their ability, because of the, you know, the, the wars they've had or whatever. And I think that, to me, is what success is. Like, not everyone's going to be George St. Pierre. Not everyone's going to be John Jones. We're all not going to be rich. We're probably all going to, like, leave the sport broke or, you know, whatever. But, like, I've gotten to accomplish a lot of good stuff. I've gotten to travel the world. Like, I grew up pretty poor. You know, I've gotten been able to, like, buy whatever I want, travel, see the world, you know, 
And every time I'm on an airplane, like I'm very reflective and thankful and appreciative. And uh, I think that's success to me. Just like I set goals and, and I accomplish them. And uh, that's what keeps me going. Well, you get to continue that, man. March 28th, UFC yeah. on ESPN 8, Columbus, Ohio. Thank you, Eric, so much, man, for the time. Good luck on the fight and Thank good you, luck man. on everything that you're doing outside of fighting. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you.